Hello, and welcome to the Why God Why podcast brought to you by Browncroft Community Church. We exist to answer the questions that you may not feel comfortable asking in church. It's important to talk about those questions, and that's what we are here to do. Not today, though. Today, I am interviewing my good friend and coworker, colleague, the amazing... John Amayo. Oh, yes, wow. yes. You, we are interviewing our co-hosts of the Why God Why podcast just to get to know each other a little bit better, so that the audience can get to know us a little bit better. And I'm really excited to get to talk to John today. Yeah, I'm excited to get to talk to you, Alyssa. It's not every day. Well, it's almost it's every day, but pretty much yeah, every day. Pretty much is every day. Right across from each other. Let's admit it. It is every day that it I get to talk day. with you. We, yeah. we can't fake it for for the audience. That's we can't. No, that's okay. I'm yeah. sure many people are excited to hear from you. Although you've been on a lot of episodes already. That's true. I did so. uh, help start. Why God Why back in the day. Oh, wait, tell us a little bit more about that. In case people don't know. uh, Pedro, I call him Pedro. You might know him as Peter Angler. Um, sat down with me in a Starbucks one day and he said, hey, I'd like you to, you know, consider uh, working with some guys at the church. And I was like, well, my plate is kind of full right now. I- I've had this thought, though, about ways to invest in people that aren't like one-on-one. Like how about a podcast kind of environment where we could kind of get the word out to people, help them think through things where they might not ordinarily have the space to think about them. And he was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. So we kind of took it from... Uh, the idea space and said, well, let's actually do a few episodes of this. And we did. And then a few became a few more. And um, I think uh, I was at it for almost two years with him. And we got a couple hundred episodes underneath the belt. And uh, now we're doing a fresh rebrand of that. And uh, so it's fun to be on this side of it as well. So Cool. So if people have been listening for a while, they may know you a little bit already. Some might. Some might. But, but maybe, I'm hoping maybe there's a lot of people that don't yeah, know me. That some new listeners. Too. That'll That's be right. exciting to get to know you. Okay. Right. So I have a question for you. Yeah. It's a big one. Okay. Who is mm. John Amayo? Wow. Alyssa Matz. You never cease to amaze. That is a Oh, I thought that was your question. answer. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep question. It's a deep question. I'll try to do my best. Um. You know, this is the life question that all of us ask, right? Who am I? Mm-hmm. Who who am I? I would say this about myself. Um, I am someone who loves to watch things grow. That's mm-hmm. part of me. I love to watch things grow. And I love to watch people grow. That's been mm-hmm. a part of me as well. Um, I'm the child of an Italian father and an American Indian mother. So I come from these two drastically cultural different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I know you can identify with that experience Mm -hmm. as well. I can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a weird thing. It's so weird. To have two different cultures that are both a part of you, but are both um, unique. Yeah. They're they're just Mm -hmm. very different. And so that has really shaped me over the years to have an understanding of a vast array of people and that there are lots of different perspectives Mm -hmm. out there. And I think my heart goes out to people who kind of feel like alone or like they don't have a place to grow. And I think a lot of my experience was kind of formed by that as well, feeling alone and Mm -hmm. not known. And um, so I I want that to be a part of not only what I do, but who I am to provide these spaces for people, um, for people to feel like, oh, wow, I I belong. I have a place where I can can truly be and be who I am. 
So wow, <laughs> that's a that's one of my life missions. Not my only one. I'm also a a dad. Uh, you know, when I started this, when I was you know starting this journey, uh, I was working with college students mm-hmm. and did that for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But um, now my kid, my sent my first one off to college, mm-hmm. University of Wisconsin Madison. If there's any people watching out there, um, it's I don't know the slogan now. It just escaped me. Oh no, I got it on Wisconsin. That's what you say, I guess, when you're there. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Go Badgers. Go Badgers. So uh, he's there now. And so I launched the first one out of the house. And I got a daughter as well who is just beautiful. Love her. And um, is just multi-talented in so many ways as well. Aww. And so she's she's great. So love being that. I'm an outdoorsman. I love the outdoors. I love mm-hmm. everything from gardening to fishing to archery hunting to the whole gamut of activities. Uh, someday your dad can host a podcast and I can go on there with him and talk about archery hunting yeah. together. That would be fun. That'd be great. Yeah. So, um, so that would be fun, but yeah, there's so many different aspects of who I am, but, and also a husband, um, you know, my wife and I have been married for 24 years now. That's All as long as I've been alive. Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, uh, we were bo- we we were married just a few months after your birthday, so that was oh, nice. That's very so nice. Uh, yeah, so that twenty four glorious years together now, and uh, and keep it on going. So yeah. Wow. So that's who he is, people. That's who I am, John Amayo in, in a nutshell. nutshell. <laughs> yeah. No, this is John Amayo in a nutshell. Hey, let me in the nutshell. No, anyway, sorry. That's a movie reference. Oh, sorry. yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, I really liked what you were saying. We're going to backtrack a little bit. Back to, um, you said you like to watch things grow. I think that kind of really, like your gardening, mm. um, maybe the deer that you're mm-hmm. hunting, <laughs> um, but also people mm-hmm. and your pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear more about like your role at Browncroft, like your mm. desire to serve and disciple other people. Mm-hmm. Like talk a little bit into that. Yeah, I, I think it's not something I ever aspired to. So backtracking, mm-hmm. um, my dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us pastors, kids, if there's any of you watching, I'm sorry. Um, there's, uh, it's not an easy gig. There's Pastors' kids are not known mm-hmm. for growing up to being like uh, functional Christian leaders, a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. So this is not an easy gig. You see behind the curtain of everything that's going on. And so one of the things I promised myself when I was growing up as part of my story mm-hmm. was I'm never going to be a pastor. That's one thing I will never do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so God has a funny way of hearing us, you know, in some <laughs> of those moments of swearing, I'm never going to do this, never going to do that. Um, and I was very skeptical. So unlike a lot of people, maybe even hosts on this podcast, like I went a long time in my life. I was your age before mm-hmm. I decided to really follow Jesus with my life. Mm-hmm. So where you're at right now is when I finally said, okay, Jesus, I'm actually going to trust you with my mm-hmm. life. It took me all the way up until that time to even consider that maybe I really wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, with, even though you were raised, as even a though I kid. was raised as a pastor's kid, and maybe especially because mm-hmm. I was raised as a pastor's kid, I don't, you know, pretend to know all the reasons. But that that was part of my journey is really taking a long time to decide: Do I really want to follow Jesus with my life? Right. Um, and it took me a while to do that. And um, I remember going to bed one night in the middle of this process, and I was 
reading my Bible and for some weird reason, I decided, okay, maybe I should read my Bible again. And I just read the end of Matthew and it's about Jesus dying. And and I didn't hear the voice audibly, but it was almost like I heard a voice Mm -hmm. saying like, John, that was for you. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I knew that night I had to make a decision. Either I turn my back which was a legitimate choice, or I decide to follow him and I could not go to sleep for the next hour until I finally was like, okay, Jesus, you got my life. Here you go. And um, I'm not going to say the world has been sunshine and roses ever since because that's been not, that's just not true. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of hard things, but I haven't regretted that decision uh, to follow him since that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of years after that, I thought, well, maybe college ministry would be cool. So my wife and I did that, like I said, for 20 years. Um, loved it. Absolutely love college students. It's like the most fun thing in the world to work with college students. I just, it's such a great time of life. And um, for me, it was fun. Um, but then sensed a couple of years ago that that maybe God was leading us out of that season because he had something else. And um, Browncroft had been asking me about this new role as a pastor mm-hmm. there. And I said, no, I was very emphatic. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and actually, here's a, here's a true story that if you go to Browncroft, you'll want to know this. Um, there was an elder board interview that I had to go to. And at this elder board interview, they're basically like, you know, well, why do you want the job? And I'm like, I don't. So if you don't want to hire me, please don't. I, you'll actually be helping me keep a lifelong promise not to be a pastor. <laughs> so if you don't want me in this, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, you're like, I'll take the way like, out. <laughs> I would have been fine in that moment if uh, everybody was like, John, you're not the right person for the role. I'd been like, okay, cool. Um, but I'm glad that God has me where he has me during this season mm-hmm. because it. I've seen the fact that I think I can help people in this space, in this time, mm-hmm. there's a reason for my presence. And I hope that I'm, I'm helping people uh, journey further into their relationship with Jesus in a real way and not mm-hmm. just make it up here, but, but kind of bring it down to the heart level as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. And speaking as someone who's on your team, if I can, mm-hmm. um, you're really good at that. Thank like you. you're really good at just connecting with people at, at really making it about the heart and mm. not the head and, mm. and just loving people well. Oh, so, thank you. Shout out, John. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, shout yeah. out to Alyssa. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Out. We're it's shouting just, out. It's just a shout out <laughs> right now. Um, but I, I want to go back to your journey. So it started yeah. at 24. Mm-hmm. You decide to follow Jesus. Right. Um, I want to take me through that journey. What happens after you make that decision? Because um, now here you are. Mm-hmm. You're 25. Yep. It's been a year. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, true. Yes. Just 25 now. <laughs> just turned it's 25. Yeah. No, however old you are, it's right. been some years. Yeah. Um, has there been seasons of doubt? Like, what has your journey looked like? Oh. Has there been dry seasons? Like, yeah. like, let's just go on a journey through John oh, Mayo's faith right now. Sheesh. Um, Sheesh. Take us on a journey. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow, Alyssa. Holy cow. I don't know. I don't know if you, you know, want to go that journey. It's scary. It's a breezy question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scary place. But um, no, for sure, there's been seasons of doubt. There's been seasons of great joy. There's been seasons of mm-hmm. doubt. There's been seasons of real deep pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, 20, my 20s. So let me take it by decades. I'm 
my latter 40s now. So I'm at the end of this decade, getting getting near the end of this mm-hmm. decade of my life. In my 20s, I would say it was a process of kind of discovering who Jesus was and and could I really trust Jesus with my life? Mm-hmm. A lot of my 20s was like, is Jesus trustable? Um, when it comes to my spiritual life, I was trying to figure that out. And um, so there were more moments there, like, could I trust him with who I would decide to marry? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. should I marry my wife? Should I not marry her? I'm kind of a commitment phobe. So I was afraid, like, Mm -hmm. is this going to end up a train wreck or what? That's, you know, what I was thinking in my head. Can I trust him with that decision? Can I trust him with having kids? Can I trust him um, with my job? You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of things in my 20s were about how much can I trust God Mm. during that phase of my life. Can I really trust Jesus? Then I hit my 30s and my 30s turned into being more about what I was doing for Jesus. So it was this phase of like really feeling inwardly this pressure that I had to perform Mm. um, that a lot of us feel, I think from society level, from just stage of life level, when we hit that stage of our life, we feel like now is a time where I have to perform. I have Mm -hmm. to be my best. I have to prove something. So a lot of my 30s, my spiritual life was around proving something, Mm -hmm. building something great, making something that was really about, I would never have said it, you know, I would have been much too humble to say it, but that's really what was going on underneath the surface of my life if I analyze it. And then the 40s for me in my spiritual life has been breaking everything down. Mm. And that's not fun, but um, it has all that fun stuff that you build to make you feel safe in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s kind of it can come crashing down. Mm. Uh, You know, losing both of my parents during these last couple of years, um, losing, you know, taking away the job that I had placed a lot of my security and identity in, uh, you know, entering a new space, um, being comfortable with interactions with people that I wouldn't be comfortable before, like learning to love people in a way mm-hmm. that I I needed to learn to love people mm. um, became more of a priority in my life. So, you know, uh, that certainly has impacts on how I am a husband, how I'm a father, um, all of those things. Um, it, it's been a real season of tearing down um, what I built up to make myself feel good and just kind of getting to back to, is Jesus enough in my Mm. life? Um, And that's how I would describe this particular season of my life. I like how you had it broke down into decades. Mm. Like, I'm not even old enough to have one. I mean, I guess I have one decade under my belt, but like, wow. No, that's good. It's like you're picking out the different themes of like what, like the journey that, Jesus is taking you on mm-hmm. like throughout your life and the things that you're learning throughout each decade. So, yeah. And I, I honestly, I, I don't know if that's a hundred percent correct. I think it is, but I, I'm just talking with you in the moment. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah. So no, that's, I like think those themes. This yeah. isn't like a sermon or a book that you're <laughs> writing. But. Right. So this, it's totally impromptu, but I think those are pretty accurate yeah. descriptions of the different decades of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it makes sense like for each stage, like you said, mm-hmm. the 30s, like building mm-hmm. up and doing all these important things and, right. and then how you're maybe 
rethinking mm-hmm. or tearing down what you thought you knew. Like it just right. makes sense like with the age stages that you're talking about that right. you'd be doing those certain things mm-hmm. within those different age ranges. Right. So now you're here. Yeah. Late forties, John. Yeah. What would you say if, if this wasn't me sitting here, if this was 24 year old John sitting mm. here? Like what now would you're you? entering the counselor world. I, I love I it. I am. This is like Sorry. the stuff I talk about with my counselor. <laughs> <laughs> MSW Alyssa's <laughs> coming out right now. So it's like, like a 24 year old John was sitting here. What would you say? Yeah. Oh, this is good. This is good. Okay. I'm going to try to speak to 24 year old John. I would say, um, yeah, I know you've been through a lot in life already mm-hmm. and it's, it's painful. What you've endured, some of it, you don't even realize how painful it is yet because mm-hmm. you haven't allowed yourself to feel it yet. And that's okay, you'll get there. Um, and you have a lot of questions and those questions are legitimate questions. And some of them don't have easy answers. You've been given a lot of easy answers in your life. and some of those questions that you have are really, really good questions that just don't have easy answers to them. But I would say this, um, I just want to let you know that you're loved because sometimes you doubt 24 year old John that God really loves you. Mm. Sometimes you doubt that he really, really has the best thing for you. And I just want you to know, like, just let this sink into your soul. God loves you. And it's going to be okay. God loves you. I think that's, that's probably what I would say yeah. to him. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say to 34-year-old John? Oh, come on, Alyssa. That was supposed to be, I'm tearing up here just talking about 24-year-old John. Now you're, now you're bringing me into 34-year-old He's growing John. up. He is growing up. Okay. All right. <sighs> okay. Let me, let me enter into 34-year-old John space for a second. 34-year-old John, I get it. You, you feel like you have a lot to prove. That's, that's okay. You're living up to a lot. You're, you feel like there's so much that you're responsible for and you've never felt that kind of weight before in your life. That's natural for you to feel that way. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling kind of burnt. And there's a lot of new in your life right now. You're trying to figure out how do I become a good father? How do I still be a husband of some sort? And at the still at the same time, like balance everything in the rest of life. And I would just say this to you. You don't have anything to prove. <laughs> you got nothing to prove. I'm going to remind you of what I told 24-year-old John. You're loved. You don't have anything to prove right now. It's going to be okay. You probably need to rest a little more than you think you need to rest. And you probably need to let God take care of some things that only God can take care of. And start going to counseling now rather than waiting. (laughs) (laughs) That's good advice for everyone. That is good advice. (laughs) Everyone needs to listen to that advice. Okay, one more time. Oh boy. Alyssa, we did not plan this. Okay, all right, that's good. Everybody's going to get a peek beneath the surface of my life. That's great. Uh, What does the John sitting in front of me right now need to hear? Ooh, right now. What does he need to hear? Oh, snap. Yeah, I think this John needs to hear the same thing. You know, I think he would, he, he needs to come to grips with the fact in a fresh way that 
I would, if I'm talking to myself, even the current moment, you're loved for who you are. You're not loved for what you do. Mm. Regardless of what that is, regardless of how much you do, regardless of, you know, who you help, your love for who you are, you're not love for what you do. Let people see increasingly more and more who you really are, mm. because that's the way that, that you're gonna have the most impact. What you really wanna see happen in your life and through your life is as you let people see who you really are right here, right now. Mm. I think that's probably what I would say to me now. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're loved. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I left that one out that long. I accept it. Yes, I yeah. am loved. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Now that therapy's <laughs> over, <laughs> let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> no, that was really good though. Oh, thank like, thank you, you for yeah. walking through that little exercise with me. I just wanted to mm. like, just break down your journey a little bit more and mm-hmm. reminisce a little bit with you. I love that. It's yeah. a great way to break down the journey actually. Yeah. 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 I think that's good sometimes to do, to just think back and like, what would you tell your self 10 years ago and mm-hmm. five years ago. And it's a good way to check on yourself and see where you're at. And mm-hmm. sometimes the inner you like needs to hear those things that you didn't hear at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bringing it back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Why God, why? Yeah. You're going to be co-hosting a little bit. Yes. Yeah. See these seasons this year. Sure. Yeah. Um. Now that we've heard a little bit more about you, I want to hear, why are you interested in co-hosting this um, mm-hmm. podcast? Like, what's your interest in Why God Why? Why do you care about what we're doing here? What's that all yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the grand arc of my life story, I think it makes a lot of sense that, like, I really care what people out there who potentially be, would be watching this, I care about what they're experiencing and how they're interacting with Jesus. Like, because that was so much of my life. That's mm-hmm. not just a a theoretical thing for me, it was what I lived in. So like now people talk about the idea of deconstructing has become like a fairly popular term. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, that really wasn't a popular term, but essentially what I've done for the first 24 years of my life is I was trying to deconstruct what I'd learned and replace it with something. And I was trying to do that on my own because I didn't know who I could trust. And I didn't know if I could even trust Jesus with this. So it took me that long to kind of deconstruct things in a way that was like, oh, I see who Jesus really is and what he really wants from me. And it's different than what I thought. And he's, when I'm reading about him, he's so much more different than what, how he's talked about sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. the way he interacts with people is totally different than the way I thought he would interact with people. And and this Jesus is the one I want to follow, not necessarily the one I've heard all these talks about in my life, but this one, I could follow him. Mm-hmm. So I just want other people to see Jesus that way too. Like to look at Jesus and go, this is who Jesus really is. I think I could actually follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like if this is Jesus, I think I could do it. Um, so if there is just one or two people who could experience the course of this podcast and say at the end of it, like, I think I could follow Jesus. Like, that's worth it for yeah. me. Of course, I'm going to sit in this chair. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so good. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's truly, yeah, that's my heart. Yeah. Love your heart behind that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else about you 
anything in your nutshell that we didn't <laughs> get to? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think about anything. I mean, there's lots of other things about me. You know, I, I love sports too. Um, played college baseball, so I was into into sports in college too. Um, I'm in a Buffalo Bills fan, big Buffalo Bills. Bills fans. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> um, Philadelphia Phillies fan in baseball. So go Bills, go Phils. And yeah, so I don't know. That's, that's there are lots of different aspects yeah. about me. I have no hair. That's another aspect of me uh, <laughs> that has really defined my life. Uh, but yeah, we could talk about that at some point as well. Um, why God, why don't I have any hair? Right, why don't I have any hair? That could be a episode. Sure. Aaron and I could co-host it together. Yeah. That would be great. So- yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't be in that one. I yeah, you couldn't. Here. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, then I think that wraps it up. If you're good, if you I'm have nothing great. else to uh, I got nothing else to say other than thank in. you, Alyssa, yeah. for this. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, but you already had your turn. I already so had mine. I was already on the hot I know, seat. I don't I know. need anymore. You don't know how much discipline has taken me not to ask you questions back oh. during this interview. Oh no. Well, I I'm glad you're to. not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of less pressure like being the host yeah. rather than being the person interviewed. So you were a good sport. I appreciate yeah, it. You like you it. put up with all of my deep questions. No, they were great questions. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Why God Why podcast um, interviewing John Amayo and we will See you next time.